Bye. Thanks for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for coming. Well, hello, and thanks for coming, America. My name is Seth. What's yours? Hi, it's Jamal. Hi, it's Stoney. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another fun, fun week at Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast there ever was. We are, of course, back, back again to bring you full coverage of everything happening in Ruru Vision. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Ruru Vision is alive and well. We are an episode closer to the finale and the heat is definitely on. Yes, it is. It's like so fun. We have East Enders or Beast Enders. (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't it kind of like make you want to like turn it and burn it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Up and down the runway. Extra spicy for y'all. Yeah. You guys can't see this, but Jamal and Stoney have new microphone sneeze guards and their Tina Burner colors. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's definitely like Team Tina over here because we have this focus right receiver by um, Scarlet that we use that every podcaster I feel like has. And then we've got orange and yellow mic covers. So all we're missing is Tina Burner in this bitch. Yeah, you're just missing a bad haircut and you're good to go. (laughs) (laughs) Can you say botched? (laughs) But that's a story for another day, like tomorrow. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, let's catch up with the crowd. How's everybody doing this week? I am doing fabulous. Um, If you have been following me on my personal Instagram and Twitter, I am officially a licensed real estate broker in the state of Indiana. Yes. Yes. It feels so good. No more studying. Um, Lots of time to grow the business and work on the podcast. I'm not leaving my full-time job anytime soon, but you know, it's nice to have options and to think about the future. Yes, congratulations, Queen. Thank you. That's a big accomplishment. Congratulations. Yes. Um, I don't know. <laughs> You're what... number one. <laughs> oh, hold on. I have to go dance now. Hold on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I completed the course, and then the um, there's a state exam, and there's a national exam, which is very hard. Some people are lucky enough to pass both on the first try. I passed the state on the first try, and I it took me three times to pass the national, and that's actually like a pretty average number for people to become licensed. Yeah, third time's the charm, queen. <laughs> yes, I'm just so happy to be done. I hate tests, and just praise, praise. Thanks for all the support, of course. Yes, girl. What about you, Stoney? What's going on in your world, honey? Oh, not a whole lot, really. You know, just living my life. (laughs) Are you playing any new video games or anything? Are there any games you're looking forward to coming out? Um, So I'm not really playing anything like too interesting at the moment, but I am looking forward to Resident Evil 8, which is coming out in May, I think. So that'll be a nice, scary game to play. (laughs) At night with the lights off? Uh, During the day, (laughs) preferably like in the morning. So I have plenty of time to just like, you know, not think about it after like once it gets dark. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good call, girl. (laughs) You've been riding your bike a lot too now that the weather has been nicer. Yes. So I've been doing that a lot. You know, it's been in the 60s, although the past couple days, the wind has been blowing at like 20 miles per hour. Yeah, fuck so that. that's Damn. not fun. Like riding into a twenty mile per hour wind tunnel. 
You're yes, about sir. to turn into Dorothy Gale and just head on over to fucking the Oz, girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I wish my hair were longer. I could have like a moment like Ooh. in the wind. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yes. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Ooh, whipping my hair. All Ooh, the Instagrams. I'm the <laughs> oh, I'm just over here on the Monon, everyone. Come check me out. <laughs> How about oh you, Seth? Gosh. What's going on in the Northwest? Um, well, it has warmed up here a little bit too. Where it's like this weird thing where it's like hella cold in the morning, and then in the afternoon it's really warm, and then it gets cold at night again. So it's like you never know how to dress or like live your life. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but other than that, um, I also have purchased a exercise bicycle, which I have used sparingly, but I do enjoy it and hope to use it quite a bit more in the future nice and yeah it takes some time to build up a routine so a little at a time you'll get there yes girl so that's exciting i also watched a really interesting movie last night for anyone that's interested you know we like to share our movies that we're watching i watched a movie called au revoir les enfants and it means goodbye children in english oh goodbye children were they bad um, no, they were not bad. They were Jewish. This is actually a story um, during World War II where this is a story about a, um, a boarding school in France and it's for um, Catholics and like religious people. And uh-huh. there are a couple students there that are Jewish that they are hiding there to protect them from the Holocaust. Oh, goodness. I bet that was a good watch. Oh, like, wow. Just wild times. Like you're literally being hidden uh mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah it's just a really interesting movie so if that you know is an interesting topic for you i would recommend it you can watch it in subtitles if you want but um yeah the acting's really great especially it's like a lot of like you know small children and they all are really great at acting and yeah it was great. You should text nice. me the title of that. Um, we definitely encourage on TFC everyone to learn about everyone. You'd be surprised what you end up enjoying when you step out of the box and just learn about different people across the globe. That's right, honey. But um, yeah, that's pretty much all my updates. So why don't we go ahead and get into our Honest Tea Spill of the Week. Uh, honest Tea. Hey everyone, welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week, where we are back, back, back again to get into all the full coverage and all the tianyas of everything that happened in this episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 2. Ooh, lots to get into, honey. I'm sure there's going to be lots of comments and um, dissemination this episode. <laughs> yeah, I already know where Jamal and I are going to argue, so we'll we'll wait till we get there. <laughs> Yeah, there were some differences of opinion this episode, but I don't know. I enjoyed it. I learned, you know, like, I feel like every time on Drag Race UK, I learned something new about, like, a culture I didn't understand. So, like, the whole Panto thing, I had no idea about that until this episode. And now I went down the YouTube rabbit hole and I can't stop looking at Panto things on YouTube. Pantomime. (laughs) Yes. I asked some people... Um, on Twitter because I'm lazy, but you know I wanted to get it. I wanted to get it straight from the horse's mouth, from from the Brits. You know, okay, like okay. what is this? So we'll get into that, and I'll I'll read you the help that these two podcasts of uh, UK ordinate 
origination origin <laughs> origin words we got them i feel we like we got there <laughs> i feel like maybe if we do drag race uh which we will drag race uk season three we should have a segment just called ask a ask a brit and we Ooh, could just yeah. like ask one question an episode that would be fun oh that's fun that would be fun yeah i have a whole list of brits that would like to be on the show so that could be an option I especially yeah i don't know we'll see i i think we might try and get one more brit as a special guest for the finale next week Ooh. Ooh, i know i have a whole list of people that i really want to get on the show so i'm like we got to get one more in before the season's over yes honey yes honey oh my god (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh all right well let's go ahead and get into it at the top of the show ahura has sashayed away uh by ahura definitely wasn't expecting it but i mean we are getting down to the nitty-gritty so yeah i'm sure ahura's fine as taste said i'm sure she's just back home getting dick down <laughs> yeah with her gaping asshole <laughs> get it ahura <laughs> yes uh so after the elimination the queens discuss how ahura must be upset with ellie and then um you know because it was like her plan to send ahura home and then they ask Lawrence how she's doing, and Lawrence is still upset. So um, we'll let Jamal and Stoney express their opinions about this. Oh my gosh. Okay. So there's not much to say here. You're good or you're not. Ellie was messy. Like, don't don't ask. Well, let me say it this way. If you want to ask the queens where they prefer to perform, frame it in a way that's like, hey. This is my mini challenge win, but I would like to hear your thoughts before I make my final decision. And what Ellie did was they figured out a lineup and then she changed it. So Lawrence is in their feelings. But at the end of the day, it's like, regardless of where you go, you're good or you're not. Like, you, it's just a T. You're good or you're not. And I would be annoyed too, but eventually we just have to let it go. And for the record, I was annoyed with Ellie as well for like throughout the episode she tries to make up with Lawrence and keeps bringing it up just give give Lawrence some space and time and let things be because just drop it both of you yeah I just I don't know I basically agree with what Jamal's saying so it's like (laughs) I don't know I just was like like I just don't like seeing like Lawrence get mad at like her friend so it's just like to me it's like I get it Ellie was just trying to do a thing here and try to do a little bit better on the competition. And then I felt like Lawrence's reaction to it was just so over the top. Like it was just like, calm down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I sort of like, you know, one thing I will say is that I really do appreciate Ellie's approach about it this season, or I'm sorry, this episode, because she like really owns it. She's like, yeah, like this is, you know, I'm, you know, I had this option and I was playing the game. Yeah. And so, so that was like, that is what should have happened like last episode. Right. So, yes, <laughs> yes like, correct. <laughs> that's the energy we were looking for. And then it, it would maybe not have been so dramatic. Yeah. But, you know, this is still, you know, right after the competition, Lawrence is still like in his feelings, you know, like did, luckily didn't get eliminated, but was mm-hmm. like, I could be eliminated because of like the order you're putting me in. Yeah, it was super fresh, like super yeah. fresh wound. So Lawrence is, we're all humans, listeners. So they're just letting it out and expressing themselves right because then in the next day in the workroom um the girls are sort of like making amends you know lawrence is like trying to be like or they're like how are you feeling about it lawrence lawrence is like i'm good and then they kind of like 
well, you don't seem good. So they're like trying to bring uh, the drama. Like, you know, Lawrence yeah. is trying to be the bigger person and just yeah. like, I'm good. Like, maybe she's not good, but she's like not trying to bring it up again. I hate that. I relate to that so much because just historically in my life, everyone's like, oh, are you okay? are you okay? And you give them like the short answer, not pushing them off, but oh, I'm good. I'm fine. It's okay. And they keep crying. Well, now I'm pissed because I'm trying to be nice and you don't got me worked up again. <laughs> right. It's like, just let Lawrence like have, like you were saying, let Lawrence have a little time to get over it. Mm-hmm. So then RuPaul walks into the workroom and I have to ask, how do we feel about a full Klein Epstein Parker suit with a sideways beanie? I don't, I just, okay, theories. Is Ru, is RuPaul getting Botox on her head? Because whenever <laughs> she's wearing like a hat or a wig and then she's not, I'm like, maybe she's having like a quick procedure or something done, or maybe she's just feeling a little frisky and being adventurous. I did not like this hat. Give me like a different orange hat and I might have liked it. Not a beanie. Yeah, I just didn't really understand what the point of the beanie was. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Just like I didn't... I guess I understood like the green wig that she wore earlier, like just to like shade Jenny Lemon. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, Well, and I like most of Rue's suits. So do you think it's maybe like a... Um, head accessory thing. Oh, I don't have my glasses on today, so I should have a hat on. I'm not sure. I feel like maybe Raven had off that day because, <laughs> like, I don't think that Rue had much makeup on either because, like, I could see, like, all the all of her freckles. Oh, yeah, I clocked those freckles. Maybe, I love a freckle. Yeah, maybe Raven was, like, using PTO that day. <laughs> yeah, she was like, sorry, I have to use some sick time, Rue. She's down at the pub. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, like... I, I think Rue was maybe trying to have a little swag, you know, with the side, you know, kind of cock to the side beanie sort of situation. Hey, I get it. You know, us Scorpios, we like to have fun with our fashions, but we, we miss the mark too sometimes, you know? Yeah. So we'll, we'll put this in the fashion faux pas folder. There you go. I like it. <laughs> so this week's mini challenge, we are having a right old bitch fest with <laughs> puppets. Everybody loves puppets. Yes, this is one of my favorite um, challenges across franchises. It's always such fun to see how they drag up the dolls and then, of course, the pending shade. (laughs) Yes, we love the shade. We love to see it. Yes, girl. Uh, Ellie picks Tase's doll and goes first. What do you think of her performance of (laughs) Tase? I thought I have to agree with Bemini a little bit. Like I didn't dislike the performance, but it did feel like Ellie was rushing. But then if you look at Tace as an individual, their mere existence is like rushing. Like she's just an up-tempo kind of gal and she talks very fast and she moves very fast. So I thought it was very Tace. Yeah, yeah. Tace does talk pretty quickly. Yeah, I think I didn't even realize it until like just now when <laughs> when Ellie was doing her impression because I was like, damn, yeah, Tace is she just like talks so fast. Like it's kind of like a like a New York East Coast thing or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh so then Lawrence picks Ellie's doll. This was quite planned probably after the last week's Oh, you arguments. know, <laughs> I thought for sure Ellie was going to pull Lawrence or Lawrence yeah. is going to pull Ellie. <laughs> I know. I was like production interference. <laughs> yeah. Call on the play. 10 yard penalty. <laughs> 
What did you think of Lawrence's performance of Ellie? You can't not laugh at Lawrence. I always get a good laugh from Lawrence. I thought there was not, it wasn't as shady as I was expecting, but you know, we're still a sisterhood. So I thought it was tasteful shade. And Lawrence said what they had to say in their little um, stand up. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, it could have been like way like shadier, I think. So yeah. good on Lawrence for not. I think Lawrence, you know, had time to like sleep on it and has moved on. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like it just seemed more of like a shade fest therapy session. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't bad. It just like, it wasn't anything too great either. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of just middle of the road. Yeah. So then Bimini picks Lawrence's doll. What do we think of Bimini's performance of Lawrence? First of all, that doll was just like covered in pink. How did she even do all of that in 20 minutes? Like, I swear Bimini spray has like paint, a magic. Girl. Oh, it was a spray paint. I was like, what is Maybe. going on? Because they only had 20 minutes, but I like that she picked that outfit because we had just seen it and I was expecting some more shade too. But Bimini is always funny. Like, Bimini is naturally funny. Like, all they have to do is walk in the room and you're getting a good giggle. Yeah, I thought, I don't know, Bimini just has a way of, like, just being on at all times whenever she's in one of these challenges. So, I don't know. And also, Lawrence is, like, easy to, like, make fun of just because, like, Lawrence does it to himself all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Lawrence is a good sport. Lawrence was, and Lawrence was a really good sport with Bimini, you know, taking all the jokes very well. So, Mm -hmm. it was, you know nice to see her not over you know get upset or whatever yes so then finally we have taste who is impersonating bimini what did you think of taste's <laughs> performance of bimini um hmm. oh my gosh why am i blinking you go first <laughs> well <laughs> to be honest i'm also kind of blinking on this like well i i have uh i wrote one reaction so i'll start the conversation okay in my opinion, it seemed like Taste didn't really want to do this challenge and was just kind of rushing through it to get it over with. You know, now that you say that, there is, um, there was kind of not a lack of energy, but it was just like going through the motions. I mean, I think that says something. Both you and I are just like, wait, how did how did Taste do with Bemini? Because I honestly, yeah. like, I remember her doing it. I watched the episode twice. Valid. Like, <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> She's just like vegan, <laughs> veganism. Yeah, it's just like you can't just yell was. words. Like you have to tell jokes, girl. Yeah, that's yep, that's it. You have a good point there, Stony. There must be a reason why we just completely blacked that I out. I did I did like her joke. Now that <laughs> no we're talking intended. about it, I did like <laughs> I did like the joke about the MSG, but that's also kind of like the vegan thing. Yeah, that's sort of along it's kind of like the same joke, basically. Mm-hmm. So Bimini wins the challenge because she was the only one that was actually funny. (laughs) Congrats, queen. Good job for being the only one funny. (laughs) Way to slay, Bimini. Yes. So for this week's Maxi Challenge, the girls will be starring in the new BBC drama show, Beast Enders. (laughs) Beast. (laughs) They should have hired Alyssa Edwards to make that a soundbite. They should have. I don't know why they didn't. (laughs) Yes, Mama. Beast. (laughs) Were either of you familiar with the show EastEnders? You know, I've heard of that name before, but I didn't really know what it was. And then I 
went down my YouTube spree like I usually do with UK. <laughs> and yeah, it seems like a really fun like soap opera, like overly dramatic show. <laughs> yeah, I have to say that I'm not familiar with the show. I have heard of it and I know that it's a very popular show, but that's about it. Same here. I did see when I did my Googling, I saw it's been on since 1985. So the show's old as shit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's the year before I was born. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't even been born yet. Wow. That was so long ago. <laughs> Don't lie to us. <laughs> Ugh, don't wrap me out stony so rude how dare you i'm just a little young chick over here we're all queens of a certain age <laughs> so uh, bimini wins the mini challenge so she gets to assign the roles and it actually turns out there's not much of uh, a job for her to do because everyone kind of wants a different character. Talk about the universe coming to alignment. Like, thank goodness. Because after the last week, like, we kind of needed an easy um, role assignment moment for everybody involved. <laughs> I kind of did want to see Lawrence and Ellie mud wrestle over a role. But, uh- you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take this nice calm week. Fine, I guess it is the top four, so <laughs> we should be nice. Yes, girl. There'll never be a top four in the season ever again. Nope. This is the final time that we'll see a top four. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so Tace and Bimini go off to pick out chess plates for her role. That was cute. They're like, I've never, um, Tace is like, I've never worn titties before. <laughs> Yeah, Tace was really feeling it, like walking around, jiggling those titties. (laughs) Yeah, I loved how she was just like, it doesn't match my skin tone, but I don't care because it's just funny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. But then it's like, I kind of like almost wanted it to match her skin tone. Because it wasn't as funny as I think she thought it was going to be. Yeah. And when she made the comment like, oh, that's what foundation is for, I thought that there'd be a little more makeup on the chest plate, but I don't know how much that shit costs and if it's easy to clean. So I don't know. True. So, but then the key moment that we all love to see is Lawrence and Ellie actually making up. You know, Ellie, you know, just wants to make peace with her friend because, you know, and it, you know, we kind of already knew this is why Lawrence was upset is because they were so close. You know, it's like on one hand, it's like, yeah, like we're friends, like we're really close friends. But on the other hand, this is a competition. So it just like really makes things complicated. You know, it's hard for Lawrence to see Ellie like kind of screwing her over. Yeah. And I mean, it is you have to remember, like it is a competition. But when you build a relationship like that, there's going to be a feeling of betrayal. So at least we as viewers see that Ellie does truly deep down care. I don't think that it was ever Ellie's intention to make Lawrence feel that way. So it's nice to see them come together. Big time. Then uh, then Lawrence puts his elbow up Ellie's butt. So everything's fine. <laughs> everything's good. <laughs> yes, girl. Imagine all that hatred on Twitter for nothing. Could have just like waited a week and see how it turned out. Seriously. Calm down, Toxics. That's your new name, Toxics. <laughs> yeah. And you're not even cool, like associated with the Britney Spears song. Like you're just toxic. Oh, they're not good enough for those tritones. No, girl. So then Natalie Cassidy appears remotely to give the girls some soap acting advice. We just love seeing her work from home. <laughs> Way to lead by example. Yeah, I didn't even know who she was, but... (laughs) (laughs) Everyone else seemed to. (laughs) I caught wind of it because I did my Googles um, 
when I'd seen that she was going to be making an appearance on the episode earlier on Twitter that week. So um, that's why I was I was familiar. Yeah, okay. that was a fun little coaching scene, I guess. It was pretty entertaining, and there were some laughs to be had. It was. Like, I think us, for example, were kind of, like, funny on accident. If I were in an improv situation, I feel like it would take me some warming up. So I appreciated all the vocal lessons, just uh, the warming up, I should say, just because it gets them loose and out of their skin. And she's really giving them good tips for the challenge coming up. That is true. Very true. Mickey! (laughs) (laughs) Who's Mickey? Just warming up. Just warming up. Sorry. (laughs) So then the girls go to film their scenes and Michelle Visage is the director for this Boost Enders show. (laughs) And I feel like Michelle really deserves a Rue Peter badge because she worked really hard to uh for her money you know she worked really hard for her money this season or this episode and getting all the lines out the way they should be oh for sure and as much shit as we give michelle visage playfully and maybe shadily on this show (laughs) (laughs) um, you can tell she cares about how the queens are doing and how they're going to be after the show so having a resource like michelle visage on a challenge like this is um it's gold. So, um, yeah, kudos to Michelle. Yeah, she's just making her directorial debut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it was it was nice. You know, she could tell Lawrence was really, like, struggling and, like, um, you know, really helped Lawrence to come out of her shell and, and just be the funny person that we all know she is. Yeah, and that's what good directors do. You remind your team and cast, you know, what they're there for, keep them comfortable, and lift them up. Definitely. Wow, we made it through that without arguing. I was for sure that we were going to have differing opinions on Lawrence in the acting <laughs> I mean, we'll get to that later. Okay. TBD, yeah. y'all. <laughs> we haven't gotten to judging yet. But uh, no, okay. I haven't forgot about anything that's happened during that struggle <laughs> moment. Oh, geez, Louise. It's y'all are going for bitch. it. <laughs> hey, TST, truth hurts. <laughs> oh, God, I'm scared. Uh, so after the filming, the girls have received letters in the post And they all take turns reading emotional letters from their mom. This was a cute moment. I like that there were pictures included. We got to see the queens with their loved ones. And just to learn a little more about them, I thought it was adorable. Seeing them all get emotional and miss their people. Especially during COVID. It's already enough to try to film and go through all of that during a global pandemic. And you're still missing your loved ones and probably haven't seen them. Yeah, I thought it. W- I thought it was really fun. Like, and I loved how they like read the letters to each other. Like, that was really cool. And I also loved the envelopes because they were just like oversized. And I, obnoxious. I wish all yeah. mail came like that. It would make me feel like I'm in an episode of like Blues Clues or something. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> I, I did like that, and it was really cute to see them all. You know, get a little emotional, and it's like kind of recharging your like recentering your chi. So then, like, they were all ready to go out there and and fight. Yes, I wanted to give them all hugs. Yes, girl. So after all the crying is over, they say, you know, let's, it's time to get pretty. And I think it's really funny. It, I don't know if you notice, but Ellie kind of goes over to taste and, and just like rubs her thumbs over her freshly glued down eyebrows and messes up her eyebrows. 
Oh no, I didn't see that. I missed that. It's a really like subtle moment, but Valley just goes and like runs. Like I think Tace is like, oh, we're gonna have like this sweet moment, but she's just like runs her thumbs over her <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> and Tace was like, you bitch. <laughs> Ellie is like that annoying little sibling you have. Mm-hmm. It's just like, ah, go away. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I loved that little moment. So I was like, we got to talk about it. It's cute. You can tell the queens really care about each other. Yes, girl. All right, let's talk about some Beast Enders. What did you think of this scene? Or I guess this show of multiple scenes. (laughs) I thought it was pretty, pretty funny. Bimini, again, is just a natural talent. Like, I don't think there's anything in this realm Bimini can't do. And I think that's just because they go for it. And they just really put themselves into the moment. And like Rue and Michelle is always talking about, just let yourself go and be fun and be in it. And that's what they did. I thought that Ellie, I almost called her Emily. 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 (laughs) Bag coat. (laughs) Coffee, searing hot. Um, I thought Ellie did a good job as the old woman. I liked her makeup. I loved her phone coming out of the purse and landline in that phone. (laughs) (laughs) that was like the pre cell phone phone you could just take your phone anywhere yes and despite lawrence's struggles you know they were funny in the scene but again they're a natural talent once they have it they have it no matter how hard it took them to get there at least they got it you know that happens sometimes and i totally missed the karen note like that just went right over my head about taste's character because i thought taste did a good job her and bimini had the lines they went like no problems and I thought she was bringing good energy but I totally spaced that she's supposed to be acting like a Karen yeah well because she says um I'd like to speak to your manager yeah Yeah. that was like her first line basically Mm -hmm. but yeah that's like that is one thing with taste it was like I feel like she should have leaned into that more but yeah I mean it was fine I thought Bimini was really awesome too like and I think Graham was the one that made the comment about like her like scrubbing the floors or whatever. It's just like <laughs> oh. the way that she just like overemphasizes everything. Like it just it makes it so great. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, I, I don't think anyone was really bad. No, but there were like some that were better. Like Bimini, I think Ellie could have done a little bit more. Like she wasn't bad, but like she it could have been a bit more like extra because this is Drag Race. Yeah, she just was push like. It. She was acting like as if it was like a serious scene or, you know, like a serious acting role, but it should have been a little bit more funny and over the top and campy. Yeah. And we definitely got that in the um, smash scenes with Mickey. (laughs) Yeah. That was like her high moment for sure. (laughs) I did laugh though. Like whenever um, she was um, answering the phone and she pulls the phone out of her purse, like it's a landline and then puts it back in. I was just like, what the fuck? Like it was nothing. I'm going to do that in public and see what reactions I get. There you go. Yeah, and I thought Taste did really well, too. I thought that, you know, Taste was played it, you know, really was going for it and really extra and, and was being there and present. And, um, yeah, like, like you said, Lawrence is always so funny. So I was wondering if you all noticed all the season one references in this show. Yes. Yeah, so I noticed Scaredy Tap was on the yeah. the uh, the tap or whatever. Yeah. Um, there was much better said of uh, at least much once. bitter yeah yeah the much bitter beer uh-huh. oh see i didn't even i was saying like whenever taste said, said much better uh-huh oh yeah much wetter oh, yeah much, it was wetter, much wetter yeah. but i caught that yeah, part i 
totally like missed all the other Easter eggs. What were the other ones? I know there was more, but I forget now. Yeah, so there were more. I, I paused because I saw the scaredy tap one and I was like, let's see what other references are on this little menu. <laughs> so uh, some other drinks are, you know, that you can order is uh, besides the one that we've the ones we've mentioned are you can get a wine, you can get the Divino de Campo. <laughs> <laughs> And under the cocktails, you can get something strong. Oh, I want that oh, one. Oh, yes. Something strong. Yes. Yes. And don't forget, when you need a snack after, you know, at the end of the night, you're all wasted, you can grab a bag of bag of fish chips. <laughs> oh, I saw that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also my favorite drink, you know, we have the penis colada. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to order a penis colada. I'm sure a lot of girls want to order the penis colada these days. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, another fun drag race reference is when um, Lawrence is holding Mickey's head and it says, um, I haven't had any complaints. <laughs> I did like, how's your that. head? And then also the other fun reference from Taste is becoming a total drag. Oh, yes. Vinegar Strokes. Vinegar Strokes. So we had a lot of fun, like, season one specific and then just Jag Race in general references and Beast Enders. I don't think it was a bad performance. Like, you know, we always tend to kind of rate the rusicals and the acting challenges. And I don't think this was a bad one. Probably somewhere in the middle. But you've got a strong cast overall. So like Seth said, there was no bad performances. Yeah, it was, like, definitely... It was a good a good um, flow with all of them, really. Right. And like I said, I haven't watched EastEnders, so I don't have it, anything to compare it to like the original show. But the scenes that I did see were really great and really fun to watch and really entertaining. So no complaints. Let's go ahead now and take a quick little break. And then we will come back and discuss the runway. BRB. Based. <laughs> Support for Thanks for Coming, a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Manscaped is taking over the world and is now available in all of Europe, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all of your below-the-waist grooming needs. Ooh, yes, Manscaped. Offer code TFCPOD, of course. Um, <laughs> a promo code that will actually work if you go to the website and use it. It's a first. <laughs> yeah, this time we're being serious. <laughs> well, I definitely appreciate Manscaped reaching out because I have, you know, tried various trimmers over the years, and I can get it down to how i like my bits and things to be for my personal taste but i was always so scared to get too close and the trimmer comes with a guard that's really easy to use and that helped me tremendously very very nice product the lawnmower 3.0 yes and it really is so cool because it comes with like this really cool stand that you can you know put on next to your vanity and it doesn't take up much space at all it keeps the trimmer charged it uses usb so if you know you need to travel or something like you can use it with pretty much anything and another bonus it has waterproof technology so if you're like me i love to shave in the shower so this is perfect so now i can start trimming uh my other areas with this Ooh, it's 
Stephen got a little flashlight on it for those of you who like to take showers in the dark or with candlelight so you can see exactly what you need to do down there. Yes, girl. This battery will last up to 90 minutes. The Lawnmower 3 has been upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor. And I am one of those people that do like to use it in the dark. I do my best work and and most creative when I'm in the shower. So I am, of course, super excited to use it in there. I actually, last time I used it, I actually carved RuPaul's (laughs) name into my pubes. It's so accurate. (laughs) Yes. You're welcome, Ru. Congratulations on that one. That's skills. Well, in addition to the lawnmower listeners, there are all kinds of products on manscaped.com. We also receive some ball toner, which is fabulous if you need a little pick-me-up throughout the day. Those of you who love to walk around naked, this is perfect. You know, spray a few pumps, let it air dry before you put back on those underwear and you're good to go. The ball deodorant is fabulous as well. So if you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TFCPOD at manscaped.com. This product is, of course, for all men. So even if you have a vagina, then you are still able to use this. This is Manscaped for yes, all men. Yes, for all men. <laughs> Yes, get 20% off and free shipping with the code TFCPOD at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use offer code TFCPOD. Your balls and vaginas will thank you. Hello and welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week. We are, of course, back, back, back again, ready to recap the looks that we saw in this week's runway. The category is... Panto Dames. Panto Dames. I'm so glad that we did our Googles actually while the show was airing because being American, of course, I just I had no reference of this and not having any UK friends until recently. I just had no idea. Yeah, it's kind of um, sorry. It's kind of crazy because like I feel like the US like this is probably why the US is like so homophobic is because we have like <laughs> no like reference to like people like in drag or anything like that. And like it's just funny to me like researching about um the Panto Dames is that like this is something that like is pretty popular in the UK mm-hmm. um from my research anyway. So it just like it's funny to me, like here in America we have so many issues where it's like no, the drag queens can't read to kids in the library. And here in the UK, they're having like full on shows. Interactive like <laughs> shows with people fully in drag and telling a story. Just no problem. <laughs> Definitely. So I said I do have a couple podcasts to shout out for helping me uh, or helping to explain to me what pantomimes are. And so first, I'd like to give a shout out to Plot, What Plot Podcast. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and they uh, they kind of read like smutty fan fiction and stuff like that and kind of like discuss what's going on. It's like really funny, but also like really dirty. I like dirty. <laughs> yeah, it was... <laughs> I, I didn't fully understand what I was getting myself into when I listened to them the first <laughs> time, and boy, was it a ride. <laughs> Relatable. Uh, same. Good show, though. Yes. Everybody go check them out. Check them out. You can find them on Twitter at P what P. So they let us in on the T. UK drag history is a little different. 
to the U.S. And part of it is pantomimes, in which there is a pantomime dame, usually the mother of whomever the character is. And it's traditionally played by a man dressed as a woman. They have a very distinct style. Pantomimes are traditionally on at Christmas and are a play like Cinderella or Jack and the Beanstalk and have a lot of audience engagement with people saying like, oh, no, he didn't. Oh, yes, he did. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. I can shout those phrases just any time of the day. Yes. And then then I asked because I saw we saw two of the queens, they lifted up their skirts and they had it's behind you or some variation of that on their their butts. Uh uh (laughs) And so I was like, what's that all about? And so then another podcast let us know. And this is Tales from the Animal Kingdom. Um, So this is a a UK show and they kind of just talk about, it's like um, kind of whatever they want, really. It's just kind of like the silly things that you see on the internet and um, very cool. I have not listened to them yet, but I am going to now since they were so kind to help us out. Yeah, thank you. And hello. Yes. And they said about this reference, it's a reference to British pantomimes, which are family friendly plays, where there would normally be a drag character with something creeping up behind them. And the audience would yell, it's behind you. And then the thing would hide and the drag person would say, oh, no, there isn't. And so forth. (laughs) I really like that. I've always enjoyed kind of, well, live shows. I like any kind of live show. But just doing the research, like Stoney said, and seeing how interactive it is, I really like that piece. Yes, girls. Now that we know the history behind pantomimes, let's go ahead and discuss the look. Starting off with Lawrence Cheney. I thought this was very cute. Like, this was very Lawrence Cheney. Um, I noticed in a lot of the uh, panto pictures I found, there's, like, full gown moments. But I kind of liked um, the take Lawrence had on it with the whole sewing theme and, oh, this is the smallest my waist has ever been. (laughs) I'm going to use that trick. (laughs) Yeah. I noticed, too, like, it seemed like a lot of the pantos had like a lot of like big like head pieces uh-huh. and i did like with lawrence like the sewing machine on top and how the hair was going through it yes so i thought that was really cool but overall i thought it was nice with like the tape measure like around her waist and kind of like a sewing theme so that was cool i love the color combination too styled very well yeah, this was a great outfit from Lawrence. It's definitely more like quintessential Lawrence. So, um, it, and it's been one of the stronger runway looks that Lawrence has worn down the runway in the past couple weeks. Yeah. Agreed. So this was very welcomed. And I, I at first when I watched it the first time, I did not hear the category, and so I was like, "What is the category?" And I was like, "Is this fascinating fascinators all over again?" <laughs> I thought they were like, um, not to like make it America, but I was like, "Is this Alice in Wonderland? Am I missing something That's here?" I was yeah because I also missed the category and I was like what the fuck is happening like what is this (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was confusing this is what live tweeting gets you you miss the important details (laughs) that's right all right next up we have taste and what I am to understand is an untraditional pantomime look yeah, I was I was a little peeved with the judging because the judges were first of all RuPaul didn't seem to know what Panto was. So in Tace's defense is like, well, what if it's like a fairy dame? Because like Seth talked about, 
they talk about all kinds of stories. I saw like a Peter Pan panto and they were definitely fairies. But of course, the fairy's not the panto dame. So maybe that's why they didn't like it. But the only thing I would say about Tace is she looked gorgeous, but this is kind of bordering on similar things she's done in the past. And those poor wings just needed a little more attention just to kind of serve the moment and help <laughs> yeah. her defend herself a little stronger. Yeah, I thought the wings, because like as you as she was like walking back toward at the end of the runway, you could tell like the wings were about to fall off, which was not good. And then my other thing is just with Rue, it's like, I don't know. It's almost just like why I feel like if Rue's gonna be like the main judge, like I feel like you should do like a little bit more like research if you're gonna make this the category. Yes. Like right. She should have like been briefed before the runway happened. Because I feel like Michelle, like maybe they should flip roles for the UK. Because it's like Michelle's over here, like trying to explain to Rue what everything is. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of weird. But I, I do agree that the outfit that Taste was wearing was great. Was it pantomime? I'm not sure. Yeah, same. Because the it kind of read like Las Vegas to me with like the showgirl sort of like plumes coming off yeah which were gorgeous but i i wasn't sure how those fit either yeah i guess yeah it doesn't fit like i guess what ruth said is somewhat right just from this limited research i have done it doesn't <laughs> look like a like traditional but that may just be like what i'm researching right like maybe rue did the same like five minute search that i did <laughs> well <laughs> yeah. what i will say is all of the panto dames that we've seen and of course uk listeners point these things out to us if we're missing them i haven't seen any of the um, panto dames and like a fairy type of costume and again you know this is the queen's interpretation because, uh, of course, tastes from the UK as well. So it's their interpretation to the challenge. But I, I've seen most of the online pictures with full gowns, big headpieces, just full dragged out moment. Right. And again, in this outfit, taste looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Just want to make sure people understand. We're breaking down. <laughs> We're more ca- concerned with the category. Yes, exactly. We're breaking down the category. Yes, girl. All right, let's move on to Bimini Bonboulash. This is wild. Baby doll babes. I love this. It's just a giant overly like loofed out baby doll dress. I love the hair and makeup. She just looked like a little doll. And there's definitely bag of chips vibes with that strut down the walkway. <laughs> the walkway, the runway. Well, she even did that little bag of pose when she got to the end with the hands on the hips and the mouth. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i got i really liked it i love the performance part of it. it was like masculine baby realness like, <laughs> walking down the yeah, runway I, well, I was getting sort of like spoiled brat vibes you know yeah. like like a like a spoiled little girl or something this one's definitely throwing her teddy bear down on the floor if she doesn't get the fruit roll up yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> and of course you know she also has the it's behind you reference on her mm-hmm is like kind of like a um uh sister sister moment there. It's like, oh, who's copying who? Uh oh. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think it's that to be honest. I think it's just, you know, clearly it's the reference from Pantomime. So mm-hmm. in this case I don't think it was really copying. It just didn't have quite the same effect because look we'd already seen that on Lawrence. Right. But that's not to say anything bad from Bimini. Like Bimini again looked great. Absolutely. Then we have Ellie Diamond giving us Royal Pantomime. 
Oh my gosh. Ellie is just like such a tall glass of water. So <laughs> I got panto from this just from like what I saw online, but I can see like how she could have pushed it a little more, but I thought it was a fun look. Yeah. I thought I liked this look. I thought with Ellie, it's always like her makeup is so just good that it just looks really good. Like, I don't really know what else to say about it really. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting sort of like queen of hearts vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, I agree. Like this, I don't know if she was trying to do something different or what the deal was, but this category seems perfect for Ellie, Ellie colors and things like that. Yeah. So it was just a bit strange to me that she chose to go with this like sort of Royal, um, you know, outfit. You're absolutely right. This would be the moment for Ellie to just play with all of the colors in the crayon box and make it extra big. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, and again, in this outfit, Ellie looked beautiful, so I don't want anyone to get it twisted. We're not saying Ellie did a bad job, but I guess we're sort of seeing where the judges are saying that she should she could have pushed it a little bit more. Yeah, now that we've, of course, have done a little research and see what they're talking about, and it is the final, like, final group of girls, like... It's getting much harder to critique anyone. Yeah, it definitely is. Then, uh, so I guess that's that's all of the runway looks. It's so weird to only talk about four girls. <laughs> it really, yeah. It's getting down to the wire here. Yeah, they started, yes. UK started two weeks after season 13 and we're already at the finale. Right, yeah. <laughs> and we have to talk about two. I forgot to mention that we had a special guest judge. Uh, and actually, this was hyped up to be the biggest special guest in all of RuPaul's Drag Race and it turned out to be some trash I found in the dumpster behind a Macy's <laughs> welcome Just some, some mannequin they didn't need anymore <laughs> Michelle and um, Ru probably got them ready themselves yeah yeah I mean they they fully dragged that mannequin up girl <laughs> um you know, with the buildup, like I know I saw a lot of people online being like, oh my God, it's going to be Elton John. It's going to be a Spice Girl. <laughs> it's going to be like all these like fucking big hype people. Uh-huh. And then it's just this, this fucking doll. Womp womp. It's like some little Annabelle doll over there. Ah, Annabelle. Watch out, girl. <laughs> So then we move into Untucked while the judges deliberate. Ellie is blaming Lawrence for her missed lines. I'm curious. I feel like Jamal might have some things to say about this. Well, no, like I, you can't say that you messed up because of somebody else. I would more go back to the judging and say that Lawrence kindly got, they kind of got like a pass because if it were any other queen struggling that much, especially coming from Michelle Visage, especially coming from Michelle Visage, they would have been lip syncing for their life. Uh, All the queens did a decent job, but had taste done that badly, they would have just put her in the bottom. No discussion, but because it's Lawrence and maybe their look saved them. But like I said, if it were any other queen, they would have had it way more harsher Ellie, you can't say that Lawrence messed you up. You're good or you're not. You know your lines or you don't. You know your cues or you don't. The show goes on. Even when people miss their lines, guess what? The the supporting actors and actresses, they stay their lines or they like kind of nudge you like, hey, forgot something or it's not finished, you know? So that was kind of out of pocket for Ellie to say. And Lawrence is still just like, in their feelings they just made up so i'm sure in that moment it felt like hey bitch i thought we were good now you're blaming your shit on me 
<laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like we're kind of ripping the Band-Aid off, yes. like, a little too quickly. Yes. Yeah, I that, that's like, a, it was too much of a stretch to be like, oh, well, I fucked up because you kept doing it. Like, okay, Ellie. No, like, let's take credit for our own actions. Lawrence did take credit for uh, her own part in that, yep. you know. Yep. But in the end, where I feel a little bit differently than Jamal is because I understand that Lawrence was struggling a lot to during the filming but i also feel like that's normal when you're filming a sitcom so to hold the queen's pressure to like getting it right the first time is a little bit unrealistic because that's not how real actors it's not how it happens with real actors either right so to me the final product was really great for everyone and and lauren somehow I don't know what Michelle did, but she pulled that performance out of Lawrence and it was there. So I really don't think we can, I don't know. In the, in this circumstance, I really don't think we can hold Lawrence responsible for all the messed up lines and stuff like that. I don't disagree completely. I don't, but like I said, if it were any other queen and this is what, how many seasons of drag race have we watched? And and we've, we've seen it before. We've seen it so many times before on Drag Race. So that's why I make the comments that I do today. Yeah. Yeah. And I understand. That's why I understand the comments Jamal's making too. Yeah. And showbiz, Seth is actually right. You know, editing works magic. (laughs) That's how we sound so good. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I completely understand how like, I mean, the final product, Lawrence was good. So, but yeah, like to your point about the editing and how what the judges kind of want to get out of the season, that kind of annoys me because we're seeing that right now on season 13 with Denali being eliminated, how they basically were just like, we don't really see a spot wow, for you. Wow, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, sorry, girl. <laughs> but <laughs> We haven't even gotten to that podcast yet. They should have watched by now. But it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, they, I feel like they kind of shoehorn queens into certain spots. Like, so if they wanted Lawrence to go, they could have like made her go this episode. Um, yeah. So yeah. You no, know, I think I figured out. Like, I feel like I finally figured out the strategy because I know, like, we've all been kind of saying on on UK and in US this whole these seasons that are airing, have, the judging has been a little bit out of pocket and it's a little bit confusing. I think I figured it out. So basically, what it seems like is that they'll give the runway critiques. And then that's a per- usually a pretty straightforward, you know, there's not too much uh, rigor mortis or whatever in here. <laughs> yeah. But then the girls go backstage and then then they start giving critiques that support the plot that they want to happen. Mm. So they'll so if it like, you know, if we think Lawrence did bad, but they're like, oh, Lawrence was. Um, doing great you know we had to you know get her out of her head but she pulled it off in the end mm-hmm. so like stuff like that and I see what you're they saying. kind of tell they tell the story that they want to be told when it's just the judges that is true they kind of narrate what's about to go down right so that's kind of what we're seeing here mm. a little bit more prevalent okay okay i can see it yeah hopefully i explain that well listeners <laughs> let me know if you need me to explain more but um but yes so then we move on back on the work or on the runway bimini does win the challenge this week and i feel like that is very fair because she did great in all aspects of this episode yes bimini is on her come up we said it early on like bimini's probably going to be one of those queens that does well towards the very end and it that has not been proven false yet now they've got four badges 
I know. And like the crazy thing with Bimini is that she like really like I feel like elevated her drag like after the lockdown. I feel like I would love to hear her explain what she changed up after the lockdown because I feel like she had to have like made some changes afterwards. Mm hmm. Well, you know, she was doing those handstands on the chairs. I think all that blood just rushed to her brain and she got a lot of inspiration. <laughs> like a creative explosion. Is that where like yeah. the bacteria idea came from? And <laughs> Yeah. She okay. did not come think, to play. You're right. No. If you if you guys need a little bit, if you're having a writer's block or if you need a little bit of a burst <laughs> in your creativity, just do a handstand on a on the on a stool or something and you'll be fine of fucking 12 inch pumps <laughs> like okay yeah <laughs> problem solved <laughs> so then we get to the lip sync which is between tace and ellie lawrence was safe and i i like this lip sync actually like i didn't know who steps was or i've never heard of this song and at first i was like man this song is like so like campy and like show tuny but then it kind of makes sense with the pantomime theme so i was like as the song went on i got into it a lot more yeah i actually really enjoyed this too i um i just enjoy taste i think taste is just one of those performers that i really want to see live and that i will always love seeing perform live and Ellie brought her A game too. My eyes were shooting between the both of them for sure. Yeah, they were both really strong. So I was like, how are they going to decide who goes and who stays? Yeah. I, sorry, I thought Ellie, like, I love Tace too, but like, I thought Ellie, like, really brought it this lip sync. Like, it was kind of, um, it, well, it's her first time lip syncing, right? Yeah, I guess we so haven't seen her. This is the first her. time we've seen her. Yeah, but we've seen her like dance or like the UK Han, which that group was just kind of like, <laughs> I don't know, questionable. So it was like hard for her <laughs> to like stand out, I guess. But yeah, that's very true. So in the end of this lip sync, Taste gets to stay. So that means that Ellie also gets to stay what top four baby second week in a row surprise congratulations queens congratulations <laughs> you're both number one somehow <laughs> well they earned their spot yeah I, th I think it was fair though because they both had a good lip sync no one really did horrible this episode in any aspect of it so it's like they both did well like let's just make a top four and this is the first top four in uk history so yeah it's definitely was warranted this time like this is a save we can all get behind definitely all right well let's go ahead and get into the fantasy league so stony why don't you update us all right so I, of course, reminder, don't have anyone left on the show, so I get zero points. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So, I am in last place with 190 points. Holding strong, girl. And then Seth is in second with 300. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> 305 <What happened>? points. <laughs> Uh-oh. How is this possible? But you're not far from first because Jamal is only 10 points ahead with... 315 points. Oh my gosh. This is closer than I anticipated. Yeah. So when Lawrence wins next week, I'll win the Fantasy League. <laughs> I don't know. Bimini's coming up hot for y'all and those edges. Yeah. So yeah, sh one of the categories I have is 
Queen makes top three. So I'm not giving the points out yet because I want to see like how they're going to do the top four. Like is, is like Ellie Diamond going to get like Roxy'd out and <laughs> where it's like, you can just like go while we finish the show. Yeah. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah. So if that happens, cause I want to like, cause it could come down to the wire basically between you two. That's true. That's a good idea. Cause you know, we're, we each have two Queens in the top two, right? Yes. Cause Jamal has Bimini and you have, Lawrence right yeah so we each have like a pretty we if you would if you were to give like points for being in the top three to all four then it's just like evens out Mm -hmm. so we'll see how that goes next week you all I would be happy to share my crown with uh with Jamal if that's what it comes to (laughs) we'll see how the points play out oh my god next week double crowning double crowning (laughs) yeah yes we'll call it two Monet's Yes. Blocked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of some shady remark here, but it's just nothing's coming to mind that doesn't, you know, seem too negative about Trinity. So we'll just let that one pass. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, you all. Thanks for listening yet again to another fun week. At thanks for coming, the most magically gay podcast. Don't forget that we do have a fun sponsor this week again, which is manscaped.com, where you can save 20% and you can also get free shipping on your order. So they have t-shirts, underwear, probably seen Jamal wearing their t-shirt. They have great ball toner, which is my most fun item to play with. They have (laughs) great glow-in-the-dark technologies. You know, this Lawnmower (laughs) 3.0 is great. So yes, yes. definitely pick one up, pick one up for your dad, your uh, brother. I don't know. Maybe your uh, brother is just learning how to shave and they need some new tools. Who knows? That's right. Just get them on manscaped.com. That's right. And head over to our Instagram, of course, at TFC pod, and you'll see some more fun clips and information about manscaped outside of our ad. Absolutely. Uh <laughs> We will be back tomorrow with a brand new recap all about season 13. There's a pretty steady flow of queens going home. So we're real excited to talk to you about it. That's right. Maybe we'll get like a top six for the finale or something. Ooh, probably. (laughs) Fingers crossed. I hope so. Triple crowning. Everyone's getting a participation (laughs) ribbon, girl. Except Elliot. Oh, yeah. Not her. Well, she's getting a triple crowning, just not in the way. (laughs) That would. <laughs> <laughs> She's in the Guinness Book of World Records from being eliminated from RuPaul's Drag Race the most in one season. For real, four times. <laughs> Jesus, that was like three times too many. Ouch. <laughs> but um, yeah, we hope you had a fun week, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. But until then, bye. Congratulations, number, number one. one. <laughs> <laughs>